Guys, I'm going to ask you to um, take out your Bibles and open up with me to Luke chapter 2. Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, starting at verse 22. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what he said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm Pastor James. I'm a pastor here at Toongabi Baptist Church, and I think it's great for us here on this Christmas day to be here celebrating the birth of Jesus because we believe that Jesus is everything. He's all we need, and so it's delightful to come and open up God's Word today on this Christmas day. But I'm going to pray for us as we look at God's Word and reflect on who Jesus is. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for a new day, a new dawn. Thank you for your grace and your compassion that you broke into this chaotic world. You sent your son to die for us so that we could be set free and restored to you. So Father, help us today. May your spirit work powerfully in our lives to come and drink from Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember last year, it was December last year, 2020, my lovely wife, we received a FaceTime phone call from one of our friends. Our friend's been living in Europe for many, many, many years. And now on this FaceTime message from our friend in Europe, she was letting my wife know. She's saying, I'm packing my bags. See, for our friend living in Europe, she was wearied and tired. See, COVID in 2020 in Europe hit a lot harder than it hit here in Australia. Our friend, she was wearied and tired, and yet she was ringing up to say, hey, I'm packing my bags. Somehow I found a flight back from Europe to Sydney. Somehow I found the money to pay for it, and I'm coming home to have Christmas with my family and friends. She was excited. 
A couple of days later, we received a text message from our friend in Europe saying, I'm no longer coming home for Christmas. She was wearied and tired because as she was about to get ready to get on that plane, the text message comes through saying, you've tested positive to COVID. Wearied and tired. And so she spent Christmas at home self-isolating away from family and friends. But not only that, the people she was living with who made plans to go and spend Christmas with their family and friends to sit around a lunch table and eat pork or turkey or to celebrate on Boxing Day, those friends living with her too, guess what had to happen? They too had to self-isolate. As I reflect on that story and think back last year, I remember I felt wearied and tired at the end of 2020. I felt wearied and tired as I thought about our friend. But I could have a guess that in this room today, at the end of 2021, there's probably a good chance that many of us are still feeling even more wearied and tired. Tired from lockdowns, tired from homeschooling, tired from the uncertainty of your job and whether you've got job security. There's so many things at the end of 2021 that makes us, and probably most of us, would be feeling wearied and tired. It's been a long, hard, difficult and different year and we have this sense of weariness and tiredness. Hoping, waiting expectantly, hoping for a new day to dawn where things will change, where there'll be hope and expectation. Waiting for a new day to dawn where our lot in life will change. Hopefully our lot next year will be different, won't it? If only our circumstances would change. If only my circumstances would change, maybe you think. If, if, if only we could just move out of Sydney, settle down in a rural town and be at peace, then I would be at peace and content with life. If only my circumstances would change in my job and then I'd be better off. If only my circumstances could change next year, whereas I don't have to homeschool my kids. If only next year my circumstances could change, I could have all my mortgage and all my debt gone, and then I would be at peace and content with life. You know, maybe if only our circumstances could change, if only we didn't have to wear masks today, surely then we would be, pe- we would be at peace and content with life. But changing our circumstances still doesn't bring contentment and peace. So even if our circumstances do change, it still doesn't bring contentment and peace in the midst of a weariness and tiredness that we're feeling. You know, maybe you've been holding out for restrictions to ease so you could feel normal again in life. Thank goodness for Netflix on a year like this. You know, endless hours of TV series, endless hours of movies. Thank goodness for K.O. and Stan. Maybe that was how you dealt with the last year that has been. Maybe you sat down and you read plenty of books. Maybe you went gaming on the internet. Maybe you just got delved into the internet and got hold of articles and you just read and you read and you read, hoping that this would change your circumstance and you'd feel a little bit more content and at peace. And yet at the end of 2021, you're still feeling weird and tired. Just two more months, you think, mate, just get to December 15, then my life will change. Once the school, kids get back to school, then I'll be content and at peace. But changing our circumstances still really doesn't give us contentment and peace. Because changing our circumstances doesn't bring contentment and peace because people let us down. 
Things change, places change. Everything in this world will let us down. And so one of the reasons I think maybe we're feeling weary and tired is, is we're coming weary and tired because we're banking on other people to bring us peace and contentment in this world. Whether it's lifestyle choices, whether it's our health and I'm elderly, we bank our life on other people and other things. And so if we can just change our circumstances, surely peace and contentment will come my way eventually. Even if it does come your way, it eventually runs out, doesn't it? I wonder, have you, got, have you been dreaming about 2022? Have you dreamt about the next five years? Have you dreamt about the next 10 years? In, I, I think all of us have this picture in our mind. We all have this image. We all have this dream. We have this, this artwork in our mind of what I would like my life to look like. What I would like my life to look like so that I would be at, that I would be at peace and that I would be content in life. We all dream and think, imagine 2022, if it looked like this, then I would be at peace and content. But see what happens with our dream, what happens with our, our dream or what happens with our picture in our mind is, I think what we do is we, we cut it up into a jigsaw puzzle. We, 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 we get that dream and we cut it up into a jigsaw puzzle and go, right, here's all the little bits of pieces that I need to come together so that I can be happy. And so what we do is we will hand five pieces of that jigsaw maybe onto our kids and go, right, you're going to make me content and peace this year. You'll, you'll hand four or three pieces onto the, the politicians and the government. You hold, you'll, you'll throw another four pieces on family. You'll throw it on your job, your career, your health, your grandkids. And you'll hand those pieces out going, you're going to make my dreams and my peace and my contentment complete. And now that does work. Sometimes those jigsaw pieces come back. But generally, not all of them do. Some may come back, others won't. Because people will let you down. And even if you give yourself some jigsaw pieces, guess what? Even if you want to take control of all of them, <laughs> you'll let yourself down. Politicians let us down, people let us down, our kids let us down, parents let us down. And before long, we're in a mess. We can't be content and at peace. And so for life to have meaning, you've got to have all those jigsaw pieces come back intact to deliver you your contentment and peace. But the problem is, those pieces will not deliver in the long run. Instead, they let you down. People change, circumstances change, things happen. <clears throat> People die, money dries up, the kids aren't as good at arithmetic as you thought they were. And we hedge our bets on all those things and they end up letting us down. And all of a sudden, everything we thought that would bring us peace and contentment in this world is stripped back from us and we feel wearied and tired. And 2021, I think, has exposed the reality of where we try and find our happiness and our contentment in things. It's exposed the reality of that jigsaw. The fear of death, maybe it was the fear of no kids playing sport all year. The fear of losing your job, the fear of lockdowns the fear of job security. There's just so many things that we were worried about. And what does fear and worry do in our life? Fear leads to weariness and tiredness. It wears us down. And it leaves us with a sense of unrest, a sense of dissatisfaction, and nowhere to turn. And so I think in the reality of this world, this year it tells us and reminds us that there is actually a, a severe problem. There's a real problem that you and me cannot fix today. 
in all our own efforts, in all our own strains, there are things that we cannot do to fix it. And so our answer is, let's just create more jigsaw pieces and put them out there, hoping that they'll come back. Changing our circumstances still doesn't bring contentment and peace. But true contentment and peace can be found. There can be true contentment and true peace found this Christmas amidst the darkness of this world, amidst the darkness of this wearied and tired generation. There is good news for us and there is good news for us in the birth of Jesus because it's in Jesus that we can have contentment and peace. A contentment and peace that can only be found in him that's outside our circumstances. This is a peace and a contentment that each one of us is so desperately in need of today. See, true contentment and peace can be found outside your circumstances. It can be found in baby Jesus. There is contentment despite our circumstances. But you know what? God's answer isn't this. God's answer to us today to find peace and contentment isn't try harder. God's answer isn't work harder. God's answer isn't, hey, buckle up and be better at what you're doing. God's answer isn't, hey, I'm going to remove masks so you can be at peace and content. That isn't God's answer. God's answer isn't going to be, I'm going to remove COVID from this world and you'll be peacing and content. No, his answer to it is the gift of his son, Jesus. It's the gift of his son, Jesus. See, in that Bible passage that Dan read so well for us, there's this man called Simeon who's been waiting. I wonder if the kids in this room have been waiting you know, for weeks, waiting for today. My kids are waiting to get home. We haven't given them presents yet. They're waiting. And I remember when I was a five-year-old, you know, Christmas could never come around quick enough and you're just constantly waiting and waiting and waiting. But guess what? Now that I'm 37, it's just like slow up, slow up, slow up. But you know what it's like to wait. And this man has been waiting and waiting. In verse 25, it says, There was a man in Jerusalem, his name's Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He follows God. And he was waiting. He's waiting for what? He's waiting for the constellation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. He's waiting for the constellation of Israel. What's the constellation of Israel? Well, it's to console Israel. It's to comfort Israel. Another word is it's to comfort. When my six-year-old or my eight-year-old or my 10-year-old stub their big toe, what do I do? I console them. I comfort them. And why do I comfort them? Because they're scared. They're afraid. They're upset. They're nervous. And here, Simeon's been waiting for God to come and console, to comfort. Because this nation of Israel, they were people that lived 2,000 years ago. They're people who are hurting. They were living in fear. They know they'd rebelled against God. They're living under Roman rule. They're living under injustice, being served out by them. And they are wearied and they're tired And 700 years prior to the birth of Jesus, you saw last week in Isaiah chapter 40 that God makes a promise. Comfort, comfort, comfort. And Simeon, he's been waiting patiently for this day. And here it is. This day he's moved. See, the Holy Spirit's at work in him. God's at work in this man, Simeon. And he's moved in the temple court. He's moved to go and grab this child. Now, the temple was where God used to dwell. It was where God's people went to in the Old Testament. 
And so this place, it's, it's not a quiet place. It's not sort of just seeing a couple of people sit in chairs and there's not much going on. Now, the temple was a very, very busy place. It was chaotic. It's a bit like going and doing Christmas Eve shopping at Westfield's Parramatta, you know, doing that on Christmas Eve at 11 o'clock at night. It's chaotic. A couple of years ago, I did that with last minute and we turned up and I had trouble finding a car park in Parramatta, Westfield's. Eventually found one on some roof somewhere. Walked through, got through some back door, walked through the shops, and it was just chaotic. You couldn't, I could, I could have lost my wife, even though I can look over the crowd. Like, there was just, it was just chaotic mess. There was, there was just a hive of activity. It was crazy. And then, then the problem was, I couldn't find the car at the end of the night. But, but, but here, there's, there's this crowd, there's this, there's this crowd happening, there's lots of stuff happening, and Simeon just goes, There's Jesus. He's moved by God and he goes and he grabs this baby. He goes and grabs this baby Jesus who's been born and he grabs Jesus and he holds him in his arms. He grabs him. He holds him. And then what does he do? He praises God. He praises God. Sovereign Lord. That means he rules over all. As you have promised. You promised this. You may now dismiss me. You now may dismiss your servant in peace because I've seen your salvation that you've prepared in the sight of the nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. He's like, I'm at peace now. Now, what kind of peace is this? Is this sort of like a peace, I'm at peace, it's, let's go and stand around the campfire and sing Kumbaya, peace out. Is he sort of like, it's just, he's at peace with life. It's actually more than that. He's, he's basically what Simeon has just said. He's just said to God, you can get the shovel out and you can bury me six feet under the ground. He said, I'm at peace now to die. I have held baby Jesus in my hands and now I am willing to die. I can die. Have you got a bucket list? Have you got like a bucket list of the top 10 things you want to do before you die? I've created a bucket list over the last couple of years. You know, one of them's, I'd like to do the Kokoda Trail. I'd like to go and ski the slopes of Switzerland. I'd like to go to South America and check out all those old temples. I've got a bucket list that's pretty cool, and it's all about me. Can I tell you what's not on my bucket list? Holding a baby in my arms. You know, I'm not exactly that excited and enthralled to go, hey, on my bucket list, I'm now ready to die when I hold a baby in my arms. And go, now I'm ready and I'm at peace, I'm content and I can die. But it was for Simeon. <laughs> See, why is he so willing to die? It's not because his circumstances have changed. He's still under Roman rule. The world around him is still dark and messy and wearied. Israel's still victims of injustice. But Simeon was content and at peace to die. Now that's profound. Why could someone be so willing to be buried straight away? Well, here's two reasons, the good news of Christmas. There's two things, there's good news of Christmas. We see here is that Jesus rescues and restores. Jesus rescues and restores. See, he's seen God's salvation. He's seen it. Now to say salvation means that we need saving. You don't need a life ring when you're not drowning. You know, if someone's cutting 50 laps at an Olympic pool and they're doing it pretty easy, they don't need saving from swimming. But when someone's drowning, they need saving. And all of us need saving. 
All of us need to be rescued. We need saving from ourselves. We don't need saving from wearing masks. We need to be saved from ourselves, our rebellion and our sin. See, rebellion says, you know what, stuff you, God. I, I'm, I'm going to control my life. I know better. I know better than you. I know how to live my life. I know what to do. And therefore, we need rescuing because that's broken. Each one of us has a broken relationship with God. Sin is rebellion. See, what Israel thought they needed most from God wasn't what they most needed. They wanted someone to come in, wipe the Romans out, set up a utopia, you know, sit by the beach, have a holiday, live under great rule. They thought that's what they needed most. But thank goodness God knows more. He knows that we need to be rescued from ourselves. See, God has the solution to our problem. See, God's plan is Jesus in the unexpected baby in a manger. See, Simeon, he's amazed by this man, this baby. He's seen Jesus. Now, there's this bloke called Apostle Paul in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was this religious nut. He was pretty smart. He's the kind of student, I reckon, who would have got 99.9 on his ATAR at uni, at HSC. He was religious. He was morally. He thought he kept all the laws. He thought he was a very, very good man, well-educated, probably had a bit of money. He, was, he, he had his life together, and then he met Jesus. He saw Jesus. And Philippians, he tells us, he considers everything that he has ever done, anything he's accomplished, everything in his life is garbage in comparison to knowing Jesus. It's a speck of sand on the seashore, on the beach side. It's a speck of sand in the ocean in comparison to knowing Jesus. And each one of us in this room, compared to Simeon, we've actually been given a clearer picture of Jesus. See, Simeon held the baby in his hands. But we saw Jesus grow up and heal, raise people from the dead, heal the blind. We saw Jesus calm the storm with his words. He can control creation. And he grew up. He lived a perfect life that you and me could not live. And he died on a cross. He was crucified in our place. He died for our sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the grave. He is risen. That's the good news. Jesus can rescue and restore us to God the Father. That's why we can be content at peace because he can restore the most broken relationship and the one that we need restored. Jesus rescues and restores, but he also knows our needs. See, Jesus knows our needs. See, Simeon is seeing God himself in this moment. He's seen God himself as he holds this baby. I wonder, do you feel like, does God actually know what I'm going through? Does God know our situation? God knows our needs and Jesus breaks through the fog. He breaks through the thickest darkness. He he breaks into this world and he fills this earth with light. Why did Simeon have a profound sense of peace? Because he was holding the Prince of Peace in his hands. The whole, he, in this moment, Simeon is holding the God of the universe. It sounds crazy. 
And that light shone into our utter chaotic darkness of self-indulgent, sinful human behaviour where we just want to get what we want. And Simeon in that moment where God has broken into our universe, the God who created the heavens, the stars, the cosmos, the one who created you and me, he made himself and humbled himself and he broke into the world as one of us. And in that moment, Simeon holds the God of the universe in his hands, the giver of life, was born in the night, revealing God's magnificent plan and that plan was to save the world. In this baby. I wonder, do you feel like God's distant? Does he know what I'm going through? Does he really care? Well, we look to Christmas and we see that God knows our needs. He knows our needs better than you know your own needs. He knows what we need. And see, knowing Jesus brings contentment and peace because he's the God of the universe who rescues and restores us and who knows our needs. See, why can Simeon die in peace? It's not because he's completed his bucket list. It's not because his circumstances have changed today and it's not because he's no longer under Roman rule or oppression. It's because he's seen Jesus. He's seen Jesus who would die in our place for us. This child would grow up and lay down his life so that we could be rescued and restored. So whether you're here this Christmas, whether you're here because you want to be here or whether you don't want to be here or whether you've got to stay at home, whether you hope to be or, or in the midst of just weariness and a tired world, we can rejoice in a saviour being born because in Jesus, in every situation, in every circumstance, there is contentment in him to be found. In Jesus, there is peace with God through his life, death and resurrection. I want to ask this question, do you have that this Christmas? Do you have that sense of peace and contentment this Christmas? Do you feel wearied and tired today? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel like, man, what a year it's been? Do you feel like, I'm just hoping that my circumstances will change? Surely next year could be better. But changing our circumstances won't bring peace and contentment. But Jesus knows our needs because Jesus says to all of us today, he says to each one of us in this room, he opens up his arms and he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Is that you? He doesn't say, do you notice what Jesus doesn't say? He doesn't say, man up. He doesn't say, work harder. He doesn't say, follow the Ten Commandments. He doesn't say, try harder, do more, add more, come and do. No, no, Jesus says, come as you are. Come, those who are wearied and heavy laden by life, and I will give you rest. See, Jesus will give us eternal rest. He's the, he's the fountain at which we can drink from that will eternally satisfy Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Those who come and rest and trust in him will have rest. There is contentment and peace to be found this Christmas in Jesus. Come, come, come all who are weary and heavy laden and find your rest in him today. So let's rejoice in that. Let's stand and we're going to sing. 
you notice what Simeon did is he held baby Jesus in his hand. All he could do was praise God. So let's do that now.